Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm your host, Sam, and me on today, I'm joined by Connor. Hey, guys. And Mike. Hello. And the original intent for this episode was to discuss the pretty revolutionary new Steam Deck, but I think we're going to have to temporarily put that aside because some massive stuff is happening uh, over at Activision, and it's not good stuff. Let me just say that. It's not good stuff. So oh, the, my. The long and short of it is the state of California is suing Activision Blizzard, which is a pretty unprecedented thing in the gaming industry, right? Like, we've got a state that's suing this company after a, I think, two-plus-year investigation for uh, sexual misconduct and harass and assault and, you know, all of that. Uh, and there's some very chilling, you know, things coming out about Activision and I guess it's it'd be appropriate to say that, like, if it's if some of this stuff bothers you, then you might not want to listen. Like, there's some, you know, obviously you know, sexual assault and and yeah. even suicide. Um, so yeah, huge trigger warning. Yeah. Here. Yeah. It's it's literally the whole kitchen sink of trigger warning. It's, it's basically. Yeah. If if it's a bad thing that a man in power can do to someone with less power than him. A lot of people at Activision have done it. I, yeah, I don't think it's even active. I think it's just Blizzard. Because this is against well, straight same, up Blizzard. It's the same company now. Yeah, I th- I, yeah, it's it's Activision Blizzard is what we should say because that's what you know the suit is for. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a very disturbing. I think uh, bubbling like a boiling point almost because it's like. I think everyone to some extent is aware of like the the bro culture and not just, you know, the gaming industry but tech in general. But to see it a lot of uh, libertarians to see yeah. it destroy lives to the extent that we're seeing in the ac- accusations against Activision. Uh it's just it's just really frustrating to see like and it just really demonstrates how much further we have to go as an industry. To, to ensure things like this don't happen. I guess we can we can talk about some more specifics here if you if you guys are ready for that. Oh, I'm ready to rip into Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's absolutely unacceptable. Like I I actually went through on my own time and read the entire law document. And some of these findings are absolutely heinous. Like, when you have an executive whose office is named the Cosby Suite, it, where is the problem? There's a problem here. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I, I do think we should probably get into some of the some of the actual specifics that happened. Yeah, to, uh, I agree. Instead of, you know, in case our listeners haven't kept an eye on it. Because I, I think a lot of people... I, I and a lot of Activision's fan base probably does... Uh, Activision Blizzard's fan base probably don't know this because it's mostly fairly casual gamers. Oh no! Most yeah. of the Blizzard fans are up in riot right now. I know yeah, a couple who are. There's a difference between just really quick the the Blizzard fans and the Call of Duty fans. Let me yeah. just yeah. So yeah, and I think the Call of Duty fans will largely not know about this because they don't follow gaming necessarily. But yeah, I, the Blizzard fans I feel like would 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 know. It the fallout from this is going to affect a lot of people. And it's even going to affect down-to-content creators because now they're suddenly in a moral quandary, especially if they're built around WoW. Do they continue to support Blizzard and advertise a product, or do they just abandon what made them big? 
or or the people who are built around um uh Warzone. There's a lot of streamers who have built their their brand yeah. on Warzone. Yeah, it's full 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 thing. Never build your brand around one game. Yeah, so I, I think Never we should that. yeah, let's let's get into some of the specifics here. And I think the most mild of of everything here is the the part of the lawsuit that deals with uh pay inequality, right? So that's a part of this too, right? And that's probably the tamest part of this yeah, whole when, thing. When uh, pay equality is your tamest part of the lawsuit, that's yeah, so obviously women not making as much as men, women getting passed over for promotions in favor of men that do less. Uh, that sort of thing has been documented a lot. Uh, I mean, it's not just men who do less. It's like women are, from what I was reading, it's women getting shoveled all the work while the men were literally playing video games on the that's clock. That's part of it yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it because that's a thing that happens a lot of the time and it's always bad, but this is particularly egregious. Yeah. Yeah, and and like I said, that's that's probably the tamest part of this uh this whole suite of uh legal action being uh happening here, but I guess uh, to read a quote from the CNET article, uh, Activision Blizzard is quote a breeding ground for harassment and discrimination in which women are subject to regular sexual advances by often high-ranking men who largely go unpunished. Illustrated of the claims DFEH is making against Activision is an office ritual referred to as cube crawls in which men allegedly drink copious amounts of alcohol, crawl through the office cubicles, and engage in inappropriate behavior, including groping. Uh, the lawsuit describes incidents including allegations that a female employee uh, died by suicide during a business trip as a result of a toxic relationship with a supervisor. So, um, yeah, that that's probably the 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 most hor- horrific part of this but uh yeah this this woman who you know allegedly they uh you know passed around compromising photos of her and like constantly sexually harassed her until she straight up killed herself on one of these these aren't good people i i cannot in good consciousness advocate that if you have a wow sub you should keep paying it and and it's just it's one of those things that has been going on uh, among so many like it's so ingrained in the culture and it's been going on for so long like you don't fix activision blizzard like you would have to like fundamentally get rid of everyone at the top and yeah. yeah maybe everyone in the middle like and it's uh, it, it's it, it, and just for context here i think about i, I read roughly 20 percent of Activision Blizzard's employees are women. So this uh, can can you imagine being a woman working at Activision? You know, like I can think of no more uh, more frustrating uh, job experience there. But yeah, yeah, like I, and, and to uh, the employees' credit, uh, they are very vocally. A lot of employees are very vocally speaking out against you know their own company here. They're saying, like, I think there's a petition now with, I think, what was it? I sent it to you guys, right? Like, there was, like, a petition by Activision employees with, like, over 2,000 signatures. Yeah, it's a lot. Which is which over is, a fifth of the employee count at Activision. Clear, that was current and former employees. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, it was over 1,000. Yeah. Now it's two th- over 2,000. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so... uh yeah, like the 
the employees aren't taking kindly to this news, obviously, and it's it's tough. Like I in their situation, like obviously you don't want to work there, but like what do you do? You know, like I guess this, right? Like they have to try and get the old guard ousted out for any There's hope of change. A like, mass walkout scheduled as well. Tomorrow. Yeah, and, Tomorrow. and development development on uh World of Warcraft has actually stopped. Which is that's unheard of to me. Like that that to me like signals that this is thankfully something that isn't just going to blow over in like a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, when you stop development on your cash cow kind of property, there's something big happening. Yeah, I mean I I think yeah, the employees have are fed up with it and I think uh and and like obviously in the corporate side of Activision, right? Like they put out like a very toothless statement saying like, oh, the the claims in this lawsuit are distorted and false and stuff like that. And like, oh, yeah. And then there was also came like, forward on Twitter and they were like, no, these are accurate. Like we, we do not agree with this statement that Activision put out. And then I think this morning, Bobby Kotick put out a statement as well. And he was like saying that previous statement that was put out by whoever uh, that that was too, you know, like weak. We have to make sweeping changes and stuff like that. But I don't know if I believe you, Bobby Kotick. Well, the only no, thing Bob, Bobby's <laughs> part of the problem. He's got to go because it, he there yeah. is zero doubt in my mind that he has known the entire time. If he's not a part of it, the only thing that Bobby Kotick cares about is the fund for his seventh yacht. That's that's it. He's saving face so he can afford another yacht. Like, I mean. It's inexcusable. Bobby Kotick, like, what was his last bonus? Like, over, like, $150 million or something like that? Like, I think disclosed in 2020, his total earnings was $154 million. And, he like, if we're ever going to skip year. a Call of Duty year, this, you know, this is the this, one. This is the year for Battlefield. Yeah, I feel like we're kind of all over the place, and it's just because, like, this, this news is very horrible and weird to process. It's not... Yeah. And it's, it's not yeah. something any of the, well, I know Mike and I haven't had to deal with, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with racism in the workplace, Ahmed, but I, I this isn't something I've ever had to touch. Yeah, it's, no, uh, I think, I think out of the three of us, Connor's the most normal person. Okay. As somebody who's never had to personally deal with it, but like, yeah, I mean, like, know, I, I'm, not, I'm not like a marginalized woman in one of these companies so i don't have the perspective either but i can only empathize with how suffocating that must yeah i can i can kind of emphasize with the fact that a lot of these women went to this company as like their dream job like their their youth was playing blizzard games and then they work at blizzard and they're super excited do you guys did you guys see that clip from that uh, disaster BlizzCon oh, yeah. from 10 years oh, ago. God, that poor woman yeah, is asking like, them to sexualize their characters less and they laugh at her. Yeah, I, th- I remember the quote. Like She was like, can you, can you please make the characters not look like they stepped out of Victoria's Secret magazine? And then they they actually say, all right, so which magazine should they step out of then? Like It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, like, it's very... She, she looked, you know, like it was so heartbreaking seeing her face because she just like People in the audience, like, there were a bunch of women cheering for her as she asked it, and then immediately afterwards you hear, like, a ton of people in the crowd booing her. Yeah, it's, it was, it's sad, man. It's, like, it's upsetting, yeah. And also, come on, guys. (laughs) 
Like it's, the audience was bad there too. Everybody was in the wrong except her. Yeah. I, I think this is a, a lot of fans of Blizzard need to come to a reckoning of do they want to keep supporting this company? Is is the connections they forge with this game and their apparent addiction to the MMO worth it? At I this mean, point? I know it's probably not worth much, but I was seeing a lot of like responses online saying like, oh, I've canceled my World of Warcraft subscription. I've done this. I've done that. And like, obviously, like you're going to see that online, but like the majority of people playing these games probably aren't commenting on issues like this, so uh, I, I guess it remains to be seen. I mean, there's I, also never been an easier time to quit playing WoW. I hear it kind of sucks right now. Yeah, I know it's but, a super easy time to quit WoW. Yeah, I, apparently uh, like, there's actually kind of like a ma- even before this, there was like a mass exodus from WoW to like Final Fantasy uh, 14. Final Fantasy 14, available with a free trial up to level 60. That's all a heaven's lord. <laughs> yeah. I had to insert yeah. that in there. And Overwatch is pretty dead these days, too. Yeah, I, I was kind of excited for Overwatch 2, but now I'm not even going to touch it. Yeah. I like it, it looked interesting enough, and I'm like, oh, that could be cool. Yeah, I, but, I'm almost over my sadness that we're not going to get another Spyro game, because that makes it easier to not buy a game from Activision now. Yeah, I don't think I'll buy another game from Activision. I mean, it's not like you have much toys from Activision these days. No, it's pretty... Release, I mean, they put every team on Call of Duty now. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, like a game a year. I can safely say at this point, like I'm not buying Call of Duty Vanguard. Like, no way. No. Like, no. There's no, no way. Uh, no, this is a battle. I'm not one to compromise my not values gonna, to buy a video game. Not gonna buy Diablo two remaster or whatever it is. But I haven't even been buying Pepsi products. So. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Me neither. What's I, what's I Pepsi? What's about Pepsi? What's, There's a huge Frito Lay uh, boycott going on right now and strike because of horrifying abuse against their workers in denver oh, okay i knew nothing of this oh well don't buy pepsi or frito-lay yeah, pepsi, pepsi owns frito-lay i mean i prefer coke anyway like yeah I, i'm a coke person so it wasn't really hard to stop drinking pepsi uh i, also, I, drink I like water. don't drink I'm soda <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah no like uh so uh with 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 blizzard i think i i am glad to see at least that this is getting the blowback and like the 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 response it warrants right like you've seen all these news outlets too saying like we are no longer going to cover activision blizzard games until really? there is visible yes there's a there's a lot of them granted it's none of the huge huge ones like ign or GameSpot or anything like that but like you know a respectable number are saying like unless there's a noticeable and actionable change you know, like at Activision Blizzard, until that point comes, there's no coverage of their games yeah. anymore. They, which they don't deserve a which I really applaud that effort. I don't think in the long scheme of things, like I don't think people are right, like people aren't getting their news for Call of Duties at at these sites anymore, right? Like I, I don't think it's gonna have much of an impact on their sales, is what I'm saying, but I, I do think it's the right move. Right. No, I mean just, the people who need to stand up, I think, are streamers because Call of Duty streaming is huge. Yeah, that's I was the big one, right? Yeah, that's the big There's one. There's 114,000 people watching Warzone right now, and like those yeah, content I mean, creators as need to. As, yeah, as long as the content creators stay, Activision doesn't care. I don't think. Like you know, like from their perspective, like they're getting the best marketing they could possibly it's, get. The, the th- problem about content creators is a lot of them make the really dumb decision to dedicate themselves to one game, which causes a lot of growth because, oh, he plays this game all the time, so I'm going to watch him. 
Mm-hmm. And then once you swap off, you suddenly lose all that growth and you have to start all over again. There's only a few games you can really do that with. Like, but, Minecraft is a safe bet. If you're going to be a Minecraft streamer, you can probably get away with that one. I but mean, like, I, I mean, if you interviewed a lot of the top Minecraft like content creators, I would reckon that they don't want to play Minecraft anymore. But they do it because it's the only thing that gets them money. Well, yeah, I I mean, I don't want to do my job a lot of the time. It's, it's a job, not, you know. That was a significant but, burnout among content creators, and that's already a problem. Yeah. And it sucks. Like, a lot of WoW creators are negatively affected, but some of them have taken a definite stance. It's just really, you've got to cancel your subscription. You've got to vote with your pockets. Activision is going to stop. I mean, I've seen stop. the biggest content creator in Factorio stepped away from Factorio recently because of uh, Nilaus. He stepped away because of something the developer was doing. Oh. Yeah, he quit. He uh, he moved over to Satisfactory and... What's uh, that Yeah, Dyson Sphere program. Yeah, yeah, it's... You know, I hate being negative, but I think I'm being realistic, even if it is cynical, in that, like, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, like... I still think Call of Duty is going to be the best-selling game of this year. You know, like I don't yeah. like. I, I do also think don't think have lawsuits are going to have a meaningful impact. No, I, I do think there will be some yeah. impact, but like, and, and Activision will see less sales now because of this, but not to a an extreme degree whatsoever. Unfortunately, no, I mean realistically, the same thing that always happens is going to happen to these guys. Like the problem is, we still don't know any of these guys' names. Like. We know one. We know one name. Yeah, we know one. Yeah, but like it's systemic and like these guys are going to leave Activision and just take, you know, even if they might not even get kicked out of Activision, but like if they do, it's a good chance they're just going to end up other game studios. I I might get a little political, but this this like Activision has definitely been oppressing Blizzard a lot in terms of what Blizzard does as a studio. And hasn't Activision recently been putting a lot of former right-wing political figures yeah. into their board? Yeah, it's actually kind of, it's wild that um, they've been hiring, like, ex-Bush uh, administration, ex-Trump administration, prior to, you know, like, obviously this lawsuit. Because those people are experts in spinning things and you know creating the narrative and that you want to present right like it kind of like the, killer job right now yeah like, i mean previously like, it felt like that they were just doing that because i, I don't know no, maybe they were what i'm getting at it is statement. like activision blizzard this is this was a two years investigation they knew eventually yeah. this was going to all come to bear right like they knew this was going to happen and that's why they hired those people from those administrations who's made their careers on like scummy things like you know making horrible things sound okay and spin them to like your advantage i mean so they pulled what? from the trump and the bush administration are they de- are are they really that good at their jobs i mean bush I mean, won twice but bush, I mean, bush won, won twice and but... trump won 70 million votes like <laughs> i mean like these people as awful as they are can do what they, you know, Activision hired them for a reason, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah it's it's a really I, bad time to be a Blizzard employee. And my heart goes out to all those who are infe- are, are affected. Like, yeah, they're yeah, going to continue to be affected, especially with people boycotting Blizzard. Yeah. 
and and, and you've got the flip side of it too right like there's always like the uh now that this all all this stuff is out in the open you know these women are going to get hate mail from like chuds on twitter saying like oh stop like whining about your dream job and stuff oh, like yeah, that no. like there's that's gonna be now these I mean, women need to face even more abuse now Imagine that this is out in the open like yeah a bunch of incels thinking that you're the woman who killed wow like yeah that no that's, that's totally a heavy, gonna be a thing you know that's, that's gonna a be a thing cross to bear yeah that's it's so stupid gosh so many problems that need to it's we're, we're not even close to where we need to be as an industry yeah quite frankly no i mean you were you were hitting the nail on the head earlier about how much it sucks that like ea is the ethical purchase right now yeah, yeah EA, we mentioned this in our chat right like the i think of the big three third parties as ea ubisoft and activision and ea you know on this very show we've gone through ea's controversies that we've gone through like how they've named the worst company in the in the u.s multiple listen. times they are currently the shining example out of those three listen ea yeah, had I mean, a bad 2010 but now 2020 is their decade yeah, I was going to say, uh, please buy Battlefield instead of Call of Duty this year, guys. I've never, I've always had that stance, but come on, guys. It's a new decade. It's the decade of EA. They're yeah, I mean, turning it around. And obviously, like, quality we, we, games. we haven't heard, and like, there could be, you know, for all we know, but like, we have not heard word of horrible things happening at EA like we have at Activision and Ubisoft. And in addition to that, like just personally speaking, their games are going in a direction I'm uh, quite fond of as well, right? Like while Ubisoft is turning Assassin's Creed and everything into a live service game, EA is being like, okay, we're going to release a single player Dead Space remake with no microtransactions, or we're going to you know remaster the Mass Effect trilogy, uh, or we're going to make a new Dragon Age with no microtransactions. Like I, they're kind of moving in the direction I want them to move as a fan. And they're I, not I also people, apparently, uh, to their yeah, employees. I, this is strictly anecdotal, but I know everybody dunks on EA for overstepping their bounds on developers, but I've read a few examples recently where EA has stepped in and, like, prevented crunch and, you know, removed terrible managers from the companies that they work with. That they, yeah, you know, At least where we stand right now in 2021, I think EA is doing a standout job in improving their image and... You know, just making things better. Yeah, and they've I, really turned I, themselves around. I'm, certainly I'm proud don't of the company. If they happen to win worst company in the year again, I like this for this year, for example, it will not be warranted in the least. No, uh, that's Activision uh, Blizzard this year. Activision Blizzard or Frito Lay win worst company of the year this year. That'll be kind of <laughs> or, or Amazon. You know, <laughs> it, any of those three really should be. I it. mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just recency bias, but like, I feel like Activision Blizzard just takes it in a, in a landslide right now. At least, like, I, we know about it happening at Activision Blizzard. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Also, we know about uh, Ubisoft has also been. Uh, yeah, sim- similar. Similar. Yeah, similar stories of men in power uh, and discrimination at Ubisoft as well. But obviously, you know, like Ubisoft being a foreign company, we don't have the same insight into that as we have because, like, we have California suing uh, Activision Blizzard. So we've gotten a lot of a lot of the we've gotten a magnifying glass on the situation almost, right? Like, I think the key difference between uh, Blizzard and Ubisoft was that Ubisoft has actually come forward to say, hey, these allegations are true. Here's how we're fixing it. 
we have brought in all these groups to attempt to fix this. And Blizzard is was met, met the allegations with that didn't happen. And it's funny, a bunch like, of nuh Clearly, I, I don't know, like, on the inside, right? Like, maybe Bobby Kotick didn't sign off on the first response or did sign off and then realized it was the bad response, so he made another response. Because, like, the first response was like, no, this is distorted, it's not entirely true, all of that. And then, you know, obviously there was even more backlash to that. Then today, Bobby Kota comes out and says, like, that response that we made was unacceptable and we have to do better. And this is no place. We will not tolerate discrimination and sexual harassment at Blizzard. And it's like, who are you kidding, man? Like, if you had any shred of decency, like, this all happened under your watch. You should resign and take your hundreds of millions and just enjoy the rest of your life. Right. Like, yeah, like because over the last day, Blizzard stock has been plummeting. Really? So yeah, oh, that's it, yeah. That's good. probably what forced the statement. Honestly, that that it went from did. on July twenty sixth. It went from ninety dollars and went down to eighty two. So it dropped like eight dollars, and it's yeah. still fairly low. That's, that's why like, he made a response. Yeah, he yeah, started losing money. Side note, Connor, you really are tired. Oh, sorry. Yeah, running whatnot. I I just he started talking stock, man. I don't know what you want from me, but. <laughs> I mean that's a, that's a ten percent drop. It's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't have it in me to listen to the stock market. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just looked at it because it's like, oh, that's probably why he made a response. He's losing money. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, like, you're right. Uh, yeah. Kodak is already richer than most people, <laughs> right? Like he's like the one percent of the one percent. Like, yeah, and he takes it from those, uh, he takes it from those people uh, who are mentioned in the lawsuit. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah, women who the aren't receiving the same level of pay as their yeah. male co-workers. In the end, that all, all goes to Bobby Kotick somehow. It's all, uh, it's all a mess, man. Like, I, I think, you know, like what you said earlier, Connor, I think everyone in, at these top levels, you know, has to go. And maybe not like, you know, like, we can't just... I, I think as a result of this thorough investigation, you know, like... People need to get fired from this, right? Like, yeah, and a lot of people to enough to probably blacklisted, like, yeah, enough to, you know, create the potential for change at Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, the problem is we can like, hope for right now, like who, you know, who moves gonna... up? Like if we're firing all if we're firing, if the firings are as sweeping and as, as wide as they need to be, who decides who's moving up? It's not Bobby Kotick, you know, yeah. it can't be him. I think Blizzard would have to bring in. Place. Blizzard would have to bring in a third party for this. Yeah, I mean, I I, mean, I imagine their shareholders would would have some say in this or something. Uh, yeah. And I imagine like they would probably just do a lot of hiring from outside their company, right? Like, I imagine like trying to poach people from EA would be a smart idea. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot in the big AAA market of poaching anymore. They need Reggie. Oh, there definitely is. You know, like people are changing companies all the time. So, yeah, Blizzard needs a Reggie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how EA got better. They just hired Reggie. Where's that GameStop? GameStop hired Reggie. Yeah, no, and then like, GameStop oh, stock. Oh my god, like, exploded. I don't think those two things are correlated, but I'll let, yeah. Reggie worked for EA at some Let's point. Slide. It might have been before Nintendo. I think it was before Nintendo. Ah, uh, Reggie. Yeah. So. Yeah, Activision Blizzard currently on fire. It's uh yeah. Like I think for the the short term the best I can hope is 
Uh, people people need to stop playing their games. Their developers are doing the right thing right now. Like a lot of them are striking. A lot of them are vocally, very vocally speaking out against their own company. And I I hope that creates some sort of movement for change. That's all I can and say. And I think the big thing is when the walkout does happen, don't cross the virtual picket line. Don't log in to Blizzard products. Don't don't yeah. buy things from Blizzard. Don't buy things from Amazon. They're not that good, guys. They're not They're, that every good. single shooter is better than Call of Duty. Like, yeah, it's no. not hard. I've not touched a Call of Duty since like the PS3 era. So a lot of people work really hard on those games, and and they're good people. But uh, they're good people, but they're literally in the mines. Yeah, it's not a good. It's, they're not good games. You just buy them because everyone else buys them. Yeah, don't convince yourself otherwise. I mean, so I, this isn't the time or place, so I'm not going to do it. But like, I do think the mechanics are kind of good in Call of Duty games. But, worse than Titanfall Two. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not going to well, defend this. Six them months on this from episode. now, put it. Mark your calendar. Six months from now, when when it's either happened or not, you know, things have either gotten better or they haven't. We'll talk about why Call of Duty sucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll definitely sure. talk about Call of Duty because we'll I feel like this out. Call of Duty is going to be a disaster. Yeah. I mean, like we're... you know, it's funny because like they they I, I imagine the plan was to show Vanguard at E3. That didn't happen. It probably wasn't ready. And now, like we're... when do you, when do you show it now? <laughs> Think about it. Like after all of this has come out about Activision. Like, can you oh, imagine then like, next week they just have an event where they show like it's not going to happen, are, right? Like, they have no, they're they have no way to show Call of Duty right now, which is no. wild that that situations even come up, you know? Yeah, we are we are four months from. Oh, they haven't specified yet, but we're like four months from November when these big ticket yeah. shooters usually release, and Activision has been dead silent on Call of Duty. That's yeah, not mean, good. Like, EA's yeah. already come forward and said, oh, hey, here's our new shooter, and then here's more about our new shooter. Yeah, I mean, and what now do they, do? Don't, they don't, they can't, right? Like, they, they would be, it yeah, would be no. the most tone-deaf thing in the world if they start talking about Call of Duty now. It, it, would, right? it would put the lawsuit in front of so many more eyes, because, like, every, every news outlet that talks about the trailer would be in light of recent, you know? Yeah, and I mean, like, it's... And to be fair, like even without, you know, like this hypothetical Call of Duty event that gets it in front of the eyes of more people, we've got like websites like, you know, CNN, MSNBC and stuff making articles on yeah. Activision Blizzard and this like so like this is already gone mainstream, right? Like this people, yeah. your average Joe, they might not know what Activision Blizzard is, but they know they're being sued for uh, harassment. So. That's not a good look, right? It's that's not a that's good look. Certainly it's certainly going not, to do damage to them. It's not a good time to be a be an Activision exec right now. Yeah, we'll see if they can uh, weasel their way out of it. Which oh, you know, there's a wait. decent chance they could, but I yeah, don't. cannot wait till November or December or next year when this Call of Duty releases because yeah. I am fully ready for it to be a disaster. Pirate it and seed it <laughs> and seed it. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah this uh this is a pretty pretty dark topic pretty uh and, and a topic that we obviously we don't have the perspective to speak on with much authority but do you guys have any closing thoughts on it uh go Same. to the competitors you, there Stop are better mmos Call of duty please 
Yeah, if wow. you, if you, okay, so let me let me sum this up. If you're playing WoW, go play Final Fantasy 14. If you're playing Call of Duty, go play uh, Battlefield. And, Halo Infinite. Uh, I hear I hear yeah. I hear there's a huge stringent of the Call of Duty streaming community that are saying when Vanguard is terrible, they're gonna go to Halo Infinite. And I'm just gonna likely. say, guys, I think you should make that call now. I think I think we've seen enough. We, we haven't seen anything. No, well, we've seen enough that Activision is not. Activision, they don't deserve. Yeah. Yeah. They don't deserve your help I, with their brand. I think the worst part about Activision is that Warzone's Warzone. Every time I look into Warzone, it seems to be in a downward trajectory. Yeah, and it sucks because well, like Call of Duty's been like that forever too. Like everybody complains that the new Call of Duty sucks every single time a Call of Duty. Yeah, comes every out. single time they keep buying it, and yeah. Warzone's been in a downward trajectory like they promised a new map and what did they do they gave you the same map with two new buildings and it's daytime or something yeah, and, and obviously like i just once again my heart goes out to the employees that are still working on this stuff even in light of all of this you know it must be must be quite miserable to be honest you know still have to <laughs> pump out call of duty uh yeah. as uh, as this stuff comes out about your company Gotta pay the bills. Yeah. Uh, just just play Final Fantasy fourteen. Play play other battle royales. You don't need to play Warzone. Pick up Battlefield because all the Battlefield games are dirt cheap right now. Oh my and, god, that'd be so smart for EA to do. Yeah, just battle. oh my god, oh, no, they they are on sale right now. Actually, yeah. I picked up all the DLC for Battlefield one for like five bucks. The ethical yeah. purchase sale. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. EA and uh, and Battlefield One's and free if you're Twitch sure Prime. EA and uh, I, I'm not sure uh, Square, right? Uh, taste blood in the water, right? With Final Fantasy fourteen and and Battlefield, yeah. and they're they're, and I wish wish them best of luck. I think so, the best yeah. part is that Final Fantasy fourteen is just a better MMO. Yeah, I mean I don't doubt you, like, but I, you know, I have no experience. With either, yeah, I would never touch WoW with a ten-yard stick. I have a very addictive personality. <laughs> yeah, I, I got into Final same Fantasy page 14 there. and I actually enjoyed it. And I don't enjoy MMOs, so I was like, I'm gonna play one. M- I only played. I've only played two MMOs in my life: RuneScape and MapleStory. And I'm not going to play another one ever again because I know what that could do to me. Yeah, it's a dangerous but, game for us. Yeah, anyway, I just I, play Minecraft for eight hours a day. Yeah. All right, so. That's the Activision Blizzard lawsuit in a nutshell. Uh, our heart goes out to all of these women who were affected. The Steam Deck. Okay, so yeah, um, big shift in tone I, here. Uh, yeah. Can you like put a link to skip to this part if people don't want to listen to the Activision Blizzard part? Yeah, that's a good idea. So I'll uh, I'll put a time I'll put timestamps in the description of this episode. How about that? Okay. And then that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So I I think the Steam Deck is. Okay, first of all, what is the Steam Deck? The Steam Deck is Valve's new handheld that runs SteamOS 3. Uh, it can play any game in your piece, uh, any game in your Steam library. Uh, and if you're using it with just your Steam library, it's going to be a lot like a Nintendo Switch. You just pick it up, you download the games that you already own in your Steam library, you download your games, you play them. It's got two touchpads on it. It's got all the control, all the buttons an Xbox controller has. It's got capacitative thumbsticks. It's got a touch screen. It's got um, two paddles on the back or four paddles on the back for extra button mappings. Yeah, it's it's an extremely powerful device for the price point, which is 
the lowest is $400, then it's $530, and then $650, I think. Yeah. You know what's so wild to me uh, is that we're seeing a PC handheld console before another Sony handheld, before an Xbox handheld. That is insane. I'm going to... Well, this thing is an xbox handheld i ign even said it in the most recent yeah. interview that they that they released because for for the you know for whatever the cost of a windows license key is you can put windows 10 on this thing and you can just play game pass on it it's a pc like and it's got all the xbox buttons on it like you can play every single game that's coming to the series x is going to come to this thing because you could put it, anything on this thing too yeah yeah you can put the epic game store on it you can put emulators on it people are some of the emulation enthusiasts are saying this is going to be able to run everything up through ps3 like oh i I don't know what state ps3 emulation is in but that's insane this thing is for 400 dollars. this thing is an insane value slap a big sd card in there i mean this thing solves so many i'm probably going to get one i'm not going to get one at launch i'm going to wait for reviews but yeah you know i constantly am facing the question like do i buy this on switch or do i buy this on pc that question is now irrelevant because i buy it on pc i have the mods i have the portability because it's on the steam deck the steam deck also supports the mods it's going to run at a stable frame rate unlike any indie game i buy on switch like yeah so the steam deck comes with like two modes right like it has like a 30 fps mode and a 60 fps mode we literally got the switch pro from valve yeah valve that's basically what happened yeah <laughs> that's, his, yeah, that's exactly can, what happened yeah this thing's gonna run a wii u emulator just fine <laughs> yeah. dude it's it's fascinating to me looking at this thing and thinking you know just from my weird perspective that i think this thing exists because nintendo proved that the handheld market was like uncontested grounds for them right like nintendo basically owns the handheld market Right? This and, thing's selling like mad. And Nintendo has demonstrated that there is insane demand for the handheld market. And they've just gone uncontested like basically this whole time. Right? Yeah. And and Valve and I think anyone rational, any big player I, ra- who's rational looks at that and is like, we could put something out that can compete with a Switch or a DS or something like that. And this is the first real example I think of that happening. But this thing isn't I don't even think this is competing with the Switch so much because it's like but this you, is a good you value. Your, you yourself just said that like now that you you know you before you decide between Switch. Oh yeah, and no, I won't. But like I bought, I didn't buy a Switch for indie games. I bought a Switch to play Nintendo games. I guess I guess I might be unique there, where like the Switch was absolutely only because I wanted to play Zelda and Mario. Uh-huh. But like this thing, there will be zero games that come out to the Steam Deck that I can't play on my PC. However, I, I, there's a good chance I still get one. Th- this thing appeals to so many people. This appeals to the person who kind of wants to get into PC gaming because it's going to play all those games or like the person who's kind of on a budget and wants to get access to as many games as possible. All the Xbox games are going to come to this thing. All the PC games are going to come to this thing for $400. That's a pretty good value. And I, it's, I, I don't think you've mentioned this on the show yet, but you, you mentioned to me before that... You know, PlayStation too. That, yeah, Sony's games coming to PC. That means you'll eventually get Sony games on a handheld yeah, through, so, through non-Sony hardware, which is uh, yeah. And, and even if you don't want to get Game Pass, if you're willing to buy Xbox games, Xbox games come to Steam day one for the most part. Yeah. 
So like everything is going to be on this thing. You, you know, you can play your Death Stranding and you can play Halo Infinite and you can play, you know, whatever. Just like it's all on this one handheld console that is going to have a dock if you want to use it as a normal PC as well. And like, yeah, it's not gonna, dude, it yeah. really is the Nintendo Switch Pro. Like, I, I actually didn't even put the dots together until Mike said that. But like the announcement of this thing, the timing has to be intentional, right? Right oh, yeah. after Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch OLED and let pretty much everyone down, Valve comes out and is like, okay, we're going to make our own Switch, except for PC games. Like, who could have like, seen that coming? Like, what? And man, the, the wild thing is, at that $400 price point, like, you probably, you can't build a PC that's going to compete with this thing at that price point either. Like, pro- I seriously doubt the layman could. You'd have to... You'd have to be like really looking for discounts on parts and things, and like it's just I don't know. I think I think it's going to revolutionize PC gaming because it gives. I think the the one of the coolest things that this does is that even if this thing sells well, even for people that don't buy one, this lays out a clean like thirty FPS minimum set of requirements for developers. If you're making a PC port you buy a Steam Deck and you optimize for it. And if you optimize for it, it's going to run pretty okay on everybody on with a machine. Yeah. And that's huge because that just doesn't really exist right now. You know, you just, they aim as low as they can go. But yeah, I, 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 this thing is just huge for PC gamers, I think. And yeah, I, I think if, if you get one, Connor, I definitely want to try it out. Like, I, I'm interested, let, let me just say, I'm interested in this thing, but I definitely want to try it before I consider buying it, right? Like, just looking at it, I don't think it'll be as comfortable to hold as the Switch. I could be wrong, but that's just... I, I think you're wrong eyeballing. just based on what people have said so far holding it, but yeah. the only people who've held it work at IGN, and that's not fair. <laughs> okay. like, yeah. I'm not roasting IGN here. I'm saying that it's not cool that they've had exclusivity. That kind of sucks. Yeah, and I feel like IGN just largely just gets hyped for everything, too. Yeah, but, but I... Uh, I don't know. I've held the Steam controller, and it's the most comfortable, like... When people that... say that the Steam controller feels cheap and stuff, there's there's a point to what they're saying. But as far as like actual ergonomic comfort, I've never held a more comfortable controller. And you think so that the Steam Valve machine walked so the Steam Deck could run? Yeah, like this all started with Valve just saying, "Hey, we created a box." We created yeah, a I mean, it super wasn't ready back then. It super wasn't ready. Steam OS wasn't ready, but now that Proton exists and everything, like. I mean, you, you can look at the games. Like, they showed it running Jedi Fallen Order. They showed it running Control. Control takes a pretty beefy PC to run. And it runs these games smooth 30 frames per second minimum. And that's at, like, yeah. you know, it, it again, this is a PC. If you need 60 frames per second, you can turn those settings down and probably get up to 60 frames per second in a lot of these games. You know? It's, it's a PC at the end of the day. Yeah. So the only thing uh, that kind of looked questionable to me when I was looking at the specs, it's not really even a negative, it's just sort of popped out to me, is the resolution, right? I believe it's like 800, 900p or something like that. It, it's which, 800 800p, 800p, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, is better than the Switch, right, in handheld mode. Marginal, like, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I still think it'd be so cool to have a handheld uh, at, at 1080p, because I, I know, like... A lot of people say, like, oh, once it's HD, like, I can't tell the difference. I can definitely tell the difference between 720 and 1080. Uh, yeah, I and- I agree. I have a feeling that a lot of that is so that it can, like, like, that seven or that 800p, which is 
sufficiently close to 720p. Like they picked that because they want to be able to keep feature parity graphically with like the Series S and stuff. So like you look at the specs of this thing and it's like it's basically it's, in the Xbox One uh, X, right? Kind of. It, it's okay. it's around there, yeah. So like, except yeah, but but it's targeting 720p. So like the idea is that like, okay, so these new consoles are targeting 4K 60fps or 1080p 120 fps. Yeah, we can take those and make you know, or, or not that you know. Obviously, Steam's not making any differences, but they're like their thinking is that. It's not going to be that hard to get a PC port of those games that can run at 720p 30 FPS and still be an extremely good looking experience. And I think that that's really smart. Yeah. You know, if you want to turn down. Yeah, I, I think I think that their mindset there is really solid. I agree. It would be nice if it was 1080p. But also, if that would mean having the screen be any bigger, that'd be a deal breaker. Well, it's, you know, just looking into the future, like. I do think this is like gen one of this hardware. Like I know Valve, oh, yeah, has made, is. Valve has made hardware in the past that they've abandoned, right? No, uh, people keep question. saying that. And that has never happened. Uh, Valve has made hardware that has, that they've transitioned beyond. Like the, the classic example is the steam link. They made the steam link and it was good. And, you know, people bought it. And liked it but eventually like they were clearing out their stock and selling it for a dollar and stuff and people always talk about that as it being a failure the steam link is not a failure like they took they took the software from that and steam link is built into tvs now it's built in you can get an app on your phone you can get an app on yeah. your tv you can get yeah, an app i mean on all, all kinds of things what i was getting at is that like regardless of whether that they've abandoned hardware in the past or not i don't think like i think this is going to be a thing for them going forward right like i do yes. think there's going to be a steam deck too uh, I, I yeah, I don't think it'll be called the Steam Deck too, but yeah, I, I think know. they're also opening up uh, every part of it. I think so that other manufacturers can make it because they're selling this thing at a loss. Yeah, you know, they're uh, Gaben is on on the record saying that hitting that four hundred dollar price point was painful. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, most of the time for hardware, it is painful, right? Like I'm sure it was painful yeah. for PS5 and Xbox Series X too. Uh, but like that's that's the the price point it needs to like no one's going to buy a six hundred dollar console as we've seen in the past well people are going to buy the six hundred thirty dollar steam deck it's selling pretty well oh yeah i mean like it's not going to sell as well as the four hundred dollar option yeah right yeah being able to say starting at four hundred dollars is huge for them yeah yeah i so (laughs) i I agree i think i i think it's likely that they'll you know release a 1080p version in a couple years and can i just say like it hasn't even been a year yet, but this generation's already wild. Like we've already yeah, had like a I, surprise, I that, surprise console launch. Like this thing is, I think, the biggest surprise of the generation. I I think this is insane, and uh, I don't know if I was if I was in the market, like if I did not have a game console right now, I've been saying for a long time that the one I would buy is an Xbox Series X or S. And this absolutely changed my tune. I wouldn't even be thinking about it right now. It would be a Steam Deck, like. You know, it's, that, you it's know. crazy. Somehow I missed the news that it could be docked. So I thought this was a strict handheld, but it's, no, I mean, it's literally a switch. The, well, the thing about it is like, yeah, like if you're thinking about it, but if you come at this from a perspective of somebody who hasn't played PC games either, like thinking about the exclusives that like you could play Java Minecraft on this. So if you've never been able to play modded Minecraft, suddenly that's an option for you. 
You can play um, Noita. Noita's never coming to consoles, guys. Like, And it's going to be on this thing, Factorio. They showed Factorio in the trailer for this thing because the apparently the, the, the trackpads make it a pretty decent experience to play it. And those are like... And, and like all these strategy games and stuff. And those are games that like are always pretty compromised on consoles. And like they're not going to be compromised on this thing. Like, yeah, the resolution is going to be lower. But like if you docked this thing and you're playing at a, at, you know, however you're playing it, then you're going to be getting the full Factorio experience, the full uh, the full Noita experience, whatever you want. Like this thing's really cool. It plays everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a pretty revolutionary thing for PC yeah. gaming, which is crazy to say that in 2021, right? Like, yeah, and yeah, it I not be tied to like, and everything. it and it not be tied to like advancements in like graphics cards or something like that. This is a yeah. new way to play PC games, which is no. And I I just I think it's really likely that developers are going to target this thing. So like, I think you know, I mean, Valve Valve knows their partners and stuff. I think this thing is going to play every game this generation. I think it would be wild for it not to. Yeah, didn't they already say, like, they've tested, like... They've tested like, a huge amount of the Steam like, yeah. yeah, everything on Steam, and it all runs in both modes on this thing. Yeah. So, like, uh... Well, yeah. I don't know that they hit 60 frames per second cleanly on all of them, but, like, because when you're saying both modes, what literally it is, it's not, like changing the specs or anything it just turns down the refresh rate of the screen on it so that like if you have v-sync enabled in a game it's not trying to make as many frames which makes it um it uses less battery power yeah okay so you have to change the settings in the game yourself as far as we know they don't have a way of like changing the settings inside a game to work better for the steam deck i wouldn't be surprised if they come out with that but as far as we know right now it does not do that it just uses whatever auto detect is built into the game already and picks something that works pretty well for you. Mm-hmm. God, I want to play Devil May Cry Five. On yeah, so though. yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy, and uh, especially considering like you can you can download your Steam games right and then like go on the bus or something, much like a Switch, right? Like you don't have to be online to play your games. No, no, it supports Steam Remote Play, so. So you could be, you know, uh, on Wi-Fi somewhere else and like hit your PC at home and play those games that are maybe more demanding. But no, you can download your Steam games to this thing and they run natively on it. Yeah, dude, like I'm looking required. I'm looking at this thing right now and just the design of the console itself screams to me. This is Valve like saying, like, we're not going to let you have this whole pie Nintendo. Like it's very clearly to me challenging the switch. Yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, the more it turns into a must buy for me because I've been wanting to start traveling more anyway. And yeah, and now you can you can bring your entire PC with you essentially. Yeah, without yeah, actually you know, physically bringing it. Yeah, play play. I can play Noita on the beach. <laughs> so that's what you do on the beach. Get that anti glare screen going. That's yeah. uh that's like I, I actually do kind of hate that. The one of the perks for the six hundred thirty dollar or the six hundred fifty dollar one is an anti glare screen. And oh, really? The screen's different. Type. I didn't. Yeah, that's that. a, yeah. So the differences between the three models, I didn't really cover that. The first one, the four hundred dollar one, is a sixty four gig, and it's a slower version of an SSD. It's like an EM something. I, I don't know. So the storage is a little slower. Uh, then you move up, you get an NVMe SSD, and it's a uh, that's that good stuff. Yeah, it's a uh, 256 gig, I think. 
And then you move up to this. That's the 531. And then the $650 one, you get the anti-glare screen. You get a special case. They all come with a case. Uh, you get a special case and you get uh, 512 gigs of NVMe SSD. Yeah. And like that NVMe SSD, you're going to get load times comparable with the uh, Series X and the PS5. Yeah. Yeah, man, this thing is mighty impressive. And the fact that they fit it into fit this t- all you know all this tech into this form factor it's very impressive i do think the only thing that would have had me more hyped for it is if it was nvidia instead of amd and it supported dlss amd is the ones that uh makes console graphics cards man like that's i know i know but dlss would have been incredible because then you know you'd be you'd probably so, be able to hit where is it. amd's dlss equivalent is that still in the cards is that it's a it's a thing they're making but it's not Equivalent is a really strong word. Yeah, it's, well, it's not going to be a tempted equivalent. Yeah, it's it's an upscaler, whereas DLSS is more like it's AI based and everything. It's a lot mm-hmm. smarter. It's a lot harder to implement as well. Uh, AMD is saying that theirs will be like click a button and you have it in your game, uh, but I, it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same. Nvidia's got some sort of sorcery that they're yeah. invoking yes. over there. They got the power of Skynet, but yeah. I, I see, I, I see a Steam Deck in my future. I, yeah, I might buy one too. Honestly, I want, I want it in my veins. I, I definitely want to. Like, I, I don't try it out that much. But like, I want, I, I, my Switch I want would be exclusively a Zelda machine if I buy this thing. Basically, like the fact that I can have my PC and also have my PC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm this trying to conjecture. like articulate this, but I could literally be playing. I, I hope I could be playing a game, close it out on Steam, have Steam Cloud saves, go to the bathroom, open the game back up, and play it in the bathroom. Oh, That's this wild. is conjecture. But there's no way they're going to release this dock without a Steam controller, too, right? Like, it just I mean, seems. They- if they don't say like i don't think they're gonna release a controller right like i'm looking at the steam deck site they, they have not announced a controller no yeah but I, I don't i mean they so. they discontinued the original steam controller the only reason i don't use mine anymore is because the joystick fell apart and i can't find any replacement parts for it like i hope i really and, and like it still gets firmware updates and stuff like they have not abandoned it yeah control f uh, controller uh, on the Steam Deck site, no, zero results. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. but like, clearly they've they've worked on the trackpads more. The trackpads on the Steam Deck are better than the ones on the Steam controller. The thumbstick is the thumbsticks are better. It might also you know. be stuff that they took from the development of the uh, the, the index. index. Yeah. yeah, it is the the trackpad development did come from the index. I'm just saying, like, and the, did the uh, Steam controller have capacitive? Uh, it did not. Didn't have a capacitive no. stick. No. Okay, yeah, I think that came from the index as well. I didn't the index has some wild tech. Yeah, yeah the index actually has full finger tracking, I think. I knew that. I didn't know it had capacitive touch or capacitive sticks, though. I thought you had to put your thumb on the trackpad. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I I, I hope it comes with another Steam controller, because that, that would be... You know, the Steam Deck is something like... $400 is still not something that I'm ready to impulse buy, but if they released a Steam controller, too, and it was like... $80, that would be something that is instantly. Like, the Steam Deck is the price of a gaming console. Yeah. Like, you could either buy a PS5 or a Steam Deck, and if you have a PC, that Steam Deck is looking really appealing. Yeah, it is. 
Because yeah, all of a sudden, that 400 game Steam library that I know everybody has. Yeah, exactly. Or eventually will have is now all of a sudden portable. There's no excuse to not go through backlogs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you could just be, Yeah, I mean, I'm just. Well, no, my, my thing is like, I'm thinking of people like. My, one of my friends is super into Halo, and my first thought looking at this thing was like, oh my god, he could play Halo on his lunch break. Like, Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's why I might buy it. I might actually enjoy my lunch breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm certainly interested. I will say that. Certainly interested. I'm oh, going to probably, if, if one of you two get it, I'm going to come over and, and play with it. Yeah. And then make a decision. <laughs> when I was a kid, bouncing between my parents' houses, this thing would have been a lifesaver. Yeah, this thing... I bought like, a PC that had a. I got a case that had a handle on it so that I could take my geez. PC between my parents' houses. It was so heavy, you guys. It's these days just have their. It's these PCs days that they can shove in their pocket. Like it was a massive like, stainless steel case. It was so oh. heavy because I didn't want stuff to break if I dropped it. And that that did it. It fell out of a car one time and nothing broke. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, but that's like the rite of passage to drop your PC at least once and then have a heart attack. Yeah, I was so afraid. I did dent the case, but nothing inside broke. And that's a that was a. I'm pretty sure that was a Steel Series case. So that's my uh, that's my testament to to them. Steel Series is great. I love everything yeah. they make. The thing about PCs is that they're a lot more resilient than people think. Especially put, if you're rocking an SSD. If you're rocking, uh, if a hard drive is the most vulnerable part of a PC, typically, like. And, uh, People yeah, will remember when you're putting a PC together that you really need to stick those components in quite forcefully. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that's that's wild. Because I built my PC recently, right? Like, first PC I ever built. And I was like, I'm going to break this thing. Yeah, and I was terrified. You're so terrified. I was just, like, using all of my strength to shove that <laughs> RAM in. And that's, like, what I had to do. Like, it, that's yeah. what it took for it to click. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, as long as the motherboard doesn't snap, oh, it'll flex. Just, just remember that I built my PC on this podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. We we live streamed it. Yeah, that those was days. those Did were we? those the days. No, that was actually uh, that was during COVID. That was pretty terrible. Well, we're still during COVID, but yeah, yeah COVID's not I mean, over. I, I was just referring to those were the days where we attempted to have like some sort of video component, but apparently people hated that, so we stopped it. <laughs> we got the forever purge, and we also got the forever COVID. Hey, once Game Talk Play starts up, they're going to be eating their words. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, we'll get there <laughs> in a couple of years. Yeah, you know, we, we, <laughs> we'll like, to take, to we like to take things at our own pace here, you know, no rush. <laughs> Gotta get it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what have you guys been playing? I, I can, think me oh, and oh, Emmett have been playing the yeah. same game. Have we? I mean, I've been playing Pokemon Unite. Okay, so I was going to save Pokemon Unite for like next week, but now that you mentioned it, we can talk about it, yeah. Yeah, I I started oh, playing it dude, yesterday. Pokemon Unite is so fun. Uh, it is. is it really? Yeah, yeah, no, it's so much fun to stomp twelve year olds. Like uh, it's non sense, yeah. it's non toxic League of Legends with Pokemon, and the games are all ten minutes long. Like that actually sounds really appealing. It's yeah, it's perfect. a really sell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah, like I was shocked at how good this thing was, dude. Like, is it free to play? Yeah, it's free. Yes, totally free. free. What console? It's pay to win. Switch. Is it Switch exclusive? Yeah. I think it's coming to mobile later. Yeah, it's probably coming to mobile. The interface. For some reason, I had it in my head that this was on PC, but yeah. Dude, they're not going to put Pokemon on PC. Are you kidding me? It's their side stuff. I mean, if they put it on mobile, why wouldn't it be on PC? But anyway. Dude, it has some balance issues, though. 
Oh, it certainly does. Yeah, like and, but, Pokemon has balance issues. I don't want to hear. No, I think I think that's fine though, right? Like this is such a new direction for Pokemon to take. It's a MOBA. It's a Pokemon MOBA. I don't right? think it's produced like, by Game Freak either. How many characters are there? There, there's a decent amount, dude. There's a there's, decent amount. I think there's like twenty right now. That's less than that. Like fifteen, maybe. Like there's a lot of characters. Like 10. And ten, they're all ten. very different. Like 15. think of think, you know, League of Legends, Dota champions, right? Like they're all different, all serve different functions, right? Like some are more support defense oriented, some are like attackers, some are all rounders, etc. Uh so like like League of Legends, if you're familiar, right? Like the map, like the main map at least, right? Like it has two lanes and a jungle, right? Instead of three ra- lanes in the jungle, right? So the jungle's in the middle. There's a top lane and a bottom lane. There's five players are in a game. Five Pokemon per team, and it, and it's so it's so cute how they incorporated like well-known MOBA mechanics with a Pokemon fl- flair, right? And I know like this is your game, Mike. I'm kind of stealing your thunder, but I'll I'll give it back to you here in a sec. But I just wanted to mention like when you kill like mobs, right? Like Pokemon mobs to gain XP and level up, you you beat them and then like. When their health gets to zero, a Pokeball hits them and captures them. So it's not like you're killing them. Like, you're catching these Pokemon. That's it's so just cool. little things like that that are really cool, I think. And like, It's also the prequel to Space Jam. Because <laughs> well, you do a lot of dunking. Y- you do, yeah. And the, the whole stick is... Yeah, so dunking. instead of uh, towers like League of Legends, right? Like, you have, like, these these open, hoops. like, hoops, essentially. It's essentially, like, yeah. Like, as and as you kill monsters as you kill players you get these points and the objective is to dunk your points in the opposing uh people's uh goals right and like if you're in your own goal right like you gain health or whatever and like you regenerate and you're safe basically so as you dunk points into the opposing team's goal the goals go away so essentially you keep pushing the objective is to obviously go to their base and take it right like like any moba and uh that's their sort of their sort of spin on that right like you gather points dunk dunk them in these uh goals to to keep moving forward through the map now if you die you lose all your points right so like you it's it's like a lot of it's a risk reward it's like okay i'm gonna get killed here but if i can dunk my points before i get killed by the enemy team it's gonna be worth it stuff like that and like just the way the pokemon work dude like they've incorporated like evolution into the game right like so you can start out as like a charmander uh, as you level up in the game, you eventually become a Charmeleon. You become a Charizard. You learn new moves as you le- as you level up. Like this, all of this stuff, all the Pokemon stuff, like learning new moves, evolving, catching Pokemon, all of that has been expressed through a MOBA, and I just think it's brilliant. Like, yeah, that that sounds extremely fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, it's it's great. And Pikachu kind of nasty. Uh, dude, you know who's disgusting? Like, actually, Gengar. Like Gengar is just straight up broken. You have to. Start I don't know Zorora. I've seen Gengar like one v five people. I've seen Zorora just like melt things. Any of the speedsters are broken. So does Pikachu start as a Pichu, or do you start? No, as a no Pikachu po- starts as a Pikachu. Some Pokemon are fully, you know, and like, ends as a Pikachu yeah. because Pikachu's Pikachu, right? Like, mm-hmm. right, yeah. yeah. But like, I think Raichu is not a real Pokemon. Lucario also starts as Lucario, but like a lot, pretty much everyone else that evolves actually evolves, right? Like, I yeah, like Bulbasaur evolves, and what is the what? What's the bunny Pokemon? Help me out. Cinderace. Cinderace, yes. Cinderace's first form evolves into Cinderace. 
Is that one of the newest starters? Yeah, that's the newest starter. Yeah. And they have like really like like weird like obviously like those those the ones I just mentioned are super popular like Garchomp is also very popular he's in the game but they've got like weird choices too like uh, Crustle which is like this like this insectoid ground type Pokemon that like isn't really in anything but is in this game uh, slow slow poke into Slowbro Slowbro's in this game uh, obviously Gengar hyper popular Pokemon does Gengar Mist- start as Gengar. Uh, no, you start as Ghastly. Nice. You have to evolve, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Mime, uh, I think they, Gardevoir just came out today. Blastoise uh, is coming out at some point. Yeah, and uh, it, when I say Gardevoir, right, you start as Ralts yeah. and evolve into Curlia. So, like, God, imagine starting as Ralts. That would suck. Yeah, and like especially for these Pokemon like that have three forms, like... You're very weak early on, so you definitely want to like maybe like go to the jungle or like avoid team fights until you get to evolve and become more useful. Like there's so many it's so simple. The matches are only 10 minutes, but there's definitely a lot of depth here, right? Like and I haven't even gotten into the moves, right? Like all of the moves have like paragraphs of te- of text like describing the effects they do and like the debuffs they cause and like you have to think on how to combine different moves and like do things like that. So this is this is a MOBA, dude. It's just a Pokemon MOBA. And it's uh and like I said, not toxic. You can't uh type. So there's no like racial slurs being hurled around like League and Dota. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, I don't think I've ever been called a racial slur in League, but I'm pretty sure I've been insulted in every foreign language known to man in Dota. Yeah, I mean like but but I, this is obviously the right call here, right? This opens up Pokemon Unite to everyone, right? And I mean everyone, like because I definitely feel like in the matches I played against, I was definitely playing against either people who had just opened the game for the first time or children, because like they were just sort of running into our base and dying repeatedly Wait, to the point where it wasn't even a challenge. Bots too, because like no, 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 these no. are real people. These like are I mean, real the people. T- tutorial is like bots, but once you get past that, it's real people. I have not lost a game of pokemon unite yet granted i haven't gone into rank i lost one yeah so i think yeah that definitely i mean obviously i think when you go into ranked like you'll start seeing some real challenge but like just from my brief time with it like i experimented with some of the free characters the only two characters i own are um talonflame and slowbro and i'm i'm actually a huge fan of slowbro like i really like his play style very defensive very kind of uh cc and support oriented and man i just i i'm so impressed by this game like i didn't think this would work on any level and it's actually amazing but yeah mike yeah do you want to yeah you pretty much summed that game up for me but uh i was i've also started playing another game i've been going through all the battlefields that i haven't played yet so i picked up battlefield one and let me tell you it's actually a lot of fun that campaign's pretty good. Were you playing the campaign or the multiplayer? Multiplayer. I played some of the campaign. I enjoyed the campaign. Battlefield yeah, 1 like is the one with like the vignettes, right? Like the yeah. like the five yeah. different scenarios. Yeah, okay. Battlefield 1, like so far I actually like the sniping in Battlefield 1 more than in Battlefield 4 because it it just everything feels so vulnerable. I I don't know whether it's because everyone's using really inaccurate weapons at range so i'm not getting beaned by a by a dude with an assault rifle from across the map but it just feels brutal i'm surprised 
a defensive map and I just see bodies flying around me. I'm just like, what's going on? So you did you not have any issues like with matchmaking and stuff? Because I know it's oh no, this is an older Battlefield game. Fools, there's right now. I played earlier today. There were six full servers. Yeah, okay. where Battlefield Five is in official. Such a bad spot. A lot of the older Battlefields are pretty playable right now, especially since Battlefield One's free right now on Twitch Prime. So it just got an influx of players. Nice. And people will play one because one offers a unique experience. Same reason people play four. Like you can't get in. There's not another World War One Battlefield. You have Battlefield One. Yeah. And uh, like the defenses of. The operations mode is actually a lot of fun. Like, I didn't think being forced to defend against a massive wave of enemies that just keep coming and don't stop until they're all dead wouldn't have been fun, but it it's like a meat grinder. I, lo- I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's mode. fun. It, like... There, there were periods where I was... I think we were on... I don't remember what map we were on. Where I was just firing an LMG down a corridor. It threw through through gas, through fire, through smoke, bullets flying all around me. It was I was into it. <laughs> like artillery's exploding all around you because just massive amounts of artillery. Bombs are exploding overhead. It just captures that chaos really well. Yeah, Battlefield is unmatched at that, right? Like creating that insane chaotic wartime environment like a lot of other shooters that i play are really dependent on audio and hearing people walking the only thing i hear in battlefield one is explosions and the occasional plane flying overhead (laughs) like you aren't hearing somebody walking you're hearing gunfire explosions and the occasional person and the occasional uh combat dialogue and that's just the way I like it. <laughs> just, just, just the way I like it. Raw chaos. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so I excited think... for Battlefield Portal to be able to like have Battlefield. Oh, okay, and, and yeah, let me just uh, very quickly. I've said in the past episodes that like I, I was kind of a wait and see for Battlefield uh, 2047 or whatever the date is. 2042. I, I always get it wrong. <laughs> 2077. Uh, but um, yeah, <laughs> I will. I was saying that, like, I, I wait and see if my friends, like, buy it. I'm probably going to buy it day one now just to spite Activision, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm probably yeah. going to buy it because I, I think the Battlefield Portal looks incredible. The Battlefield make... Portal looks... I, I just largely feel like we need to... I, I need to do my part in just fighting against Call of Duty at this point, so... That's fair, too, yeah. I'm gonna I, do do, I like the concept of Battlefield Portal. I like the concept of putting future weapons against people from World War II. Like that I, just I, the, sounds I mean, great. The fact that in Four the trailer from they, World showed, War II. they showed people with bayonet bayonets against people with uh, defibrillators, and like that's amazing. Yeah, that's uh, speak, going back to one melee. Melee and one is just brutal because yeah. they have a large selection of melee weapons with different stats and different animations. Yeah, because melee was a lot more of a significant. Like you, war. you wax someone with a bayonet, and it's. It's quite visceral, especially after you bayonet charge. Yeah. It's it's a great, it's a really good game. I need to finish I, that campaign. I really enjoyed it, but it was one of those things. I, I, I was like playing. Yeah, I was like in the middle of the like the third vignette or something and I stopped. I definitely. I, I was like low on time and I was doing like the origin 10 hour demo thing that they gave out. Yeah, it's 
I would well recommend people play it. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't I'll give it its fair it shake at launch. Population. Because at launch, I was like, oh, it's just more Battlefield. It's more of the same. This is really boring. I don't like it. And I kind of drifted away from Battlefield. But now playing it, I don't know why I didn't like it. Maybe it was just the beta map. Yeah. Like could the be sniping's they, they have fun. a tendency to pick the worst map for their beta. Oh, yeah. Like Look sniping's at you, fun. Metro. The. Oh, Metro was fun. What are you talking about? The, the sniping's Metro. fun. The assault's fun. No one runs medic because people don't like bolt action rifles for some reason. All the classes are fun. Vehicles are annoying. <laughs> like all the stuff, yeah. All the stuff you're supposed to have in a battlefield. Yeah, it's everything you want. I think although the only I will add them. because it's because it has official servers, there is a lot of toxic people that will use the text chat, but you can just kind of tune them out and hide the chat. Um, just really quick, like one of the, I, I can't remember if it was for this battlefield, but wasn't one of the criticisms like the destruction wasn't as good? Uh, as previous games or something? I think four, fours was a little downturn, but f- that's, one's that's destruction like is perfect. Thing, right. Like battlefield's yeah. thing is like destructible environments. No one does it quite like battlefield. Like battlefield uh, one. I, I also don't like, they do destructible environments well, but it's not like what brings me to a battlefield game. What brings me it's, to a battlefield game is being able to sneak up on a tank and plant C4 on it and run away and blow it up, like or drive a drive a jeep off of the top of a building and hit a helicopter with it. Like it's the antics, not the not the fact that I can blow a wall up. I mean, I, the ability yeah. to blow a wall up helps induce those situations. But yeah, I, I'd like sure. like one really has the perfect amount of destruction because over the course of a match of a long defense, buildings will cease to exist. Either yeah. from artillery strikes think, or mortars. I think that's so cool. Like I love that shooting at them. That's just like how bad Company Two was. Like the map was flat by the end of the game. Oh, uh, there'll still be print, like especially in city maps. There'll still be buildings up, but they'll be blasted yeah. open and everything. Like does you're it, not going to have as uh, much cover. This was after four, so does it have like the big events that happen in the middle of a map? I don't think so. Okay, because it looks I like Revolution was bringing board. that back, but. I think they're making it more dynamic in 2042. I hope so. Levolution. Now, if that's not like a Kojima term, I don't know what is. That was a Kojima term before Kojima terms. I'm just thinking of like now transferring. Do you guys remember that? No. Okay, we don't have to go into it. I've been playing The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. And uh, this is a pretty fresh experience for me, right? Because like I played it on Wii. But I only like did the first dungeon, then I never touched it again. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. so uh, Skyward Sword actually—I hate that game, but it has some of the best dungeons in the franchise. Like, so I will say where. So I'm at Lake Floria right now, and I'm really liking it. Like, I'm I'm surprised, and like, I don't know how much of it. You're not to the ancient cistern yet. Guess not. <laughs> okay, I think you're really close to it. That's the best dungeon. That it, it might be the best Zelda dungeon. That's wild. Um, but like, I, I don't know how much of this is the fact that the switch version is a much improved, like quality of life wise version of the game, or if I've just was craving a traditional Zelda experience that I haven't had, but I'm having a blast with this game. Honestly, I will say that, like, I think that Zelda, as it goes on, it becomes more and more anime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like some of the cutscenes in this game are very, it's like, okay. Like, you're going to stop my 
sword with one finger just to show how powerful you are or whatever. You know, like do you do you know who that villain what's his name again? Ibrahim? Uh, yeah, do you know what he is though? Like have you I don't do you know the story? No, I don't know the story. Oh, well, there's a really good and hilarious reason that he can stop a sword with his fingers. I very intentionally avoided, like, I, you know, when I look into Zelda lore and stuff, I very intentionally avoided all the Skyward Sword stuff because I knew, like, I would eventually come back and play this game. So I don't know anything about Skyward Sword ahead of yeah. playing this game. The The reason he can stop a sword with his fingers is not just because he's powerful in it. And when you see it, you'll probably laugh pretty hard. So okay. you have that to look forward to. All right. Yeah, but not not just that. Like, like I got to the part. I guess spoilers, but who cares? You know, it's a ten year old <laughs> game. Yeah, like the part where Girahim like attacks Impa and Zelda, and like Impa puts up a force field, but Girahim's power level is too strong. Yeah, it was like, straight out of. Dragon I was like, Ball this Super. is yeah. all right. Like, come on. Um, yeah, but like you know the cutscenes. Girahim is one thing. Villain too. Like the things he does with his tongue. Yeah, he's very. Uh, <laughs> expressive i guess he's very intensely sexual yeah it's it's weird he's weird he's very weird he reminds me a lot of um the dude from hunter hunter um isaka maybe the clown clown? yeah Yeah. okay but anyway like um the the only thing that really has seriously annoyed me is the loft wing controls like are you playing it with motion controls yeah yeah, it's pretty bad. It's just so frustrating. And like I don't I like I get the idea that like okay, when you ride one of these things you're too heavy for them to like fly upward so they have to gain momentum, uh like dive and gain momentum so you can fly up a little bit. But it's so annoying cuz it creates these situations where like I'm just trying to get to Skyloft. And like it's I have to just, it's really boring. Like it's Yeah, and I'm like a right there's like okay, I'm going to point my stick down, then up, then down, then up like six times just so I can like ascend 12 feet like like Jesus at least Christ. when you're sailing in wind waker like you have that killer soundtrack playing oh yeah and yeah i don't mind like, that at all and the ocean is beautiful like they just managed to make it look really good the sky is not pretty in sky in skyward sword like it's the ugliest part of the game like yeah and i i will i guess i'll give a little bit of credit because there's some sense of adventure like as at least near the beginning because there's like okay there's all these islands that i uh, uncharted islands basically similar to wind waker right but like there's only a handful of them and none of and they're nowhere near as varied and exciting to explore as wind waker's islands and like and like i said they're such a pain to get to uh, and, and they didn't really like i like floating island aesthetic in a lot yeah. of media but they yeah. didn't really like lean into it enough like they gave beetle the little flying shop and that's good that's a good start yeah, i like but, that like, yeah I, I don't know. I'm I I like when these kind of when these worlds answer the questions that you don't always think of. Like, how do people get from island to island? Like, do they all ride birds? I thought that was a night thing. Like, you know, if yeah. they all have. You know, if only the knights can ride birds, how do people get to the cool little pumpkin cafe thing? Like, what are the yeah. logistics? <laughs> the logistics, and you know, it's it sounds silly when you say it out loud, but. Nintendo's actually pretty good about thinking about these things. They think about yeah. the world a lot and they flesh world it out. Build, like little world building like that goes a long way yeah. towards immersion. Yeah. So yeah, like it's definitely like at this point, I wouldn't say it's the best Zelda ever or anything like that, but it's very much a welcome Zelda in my heart. Right. Like it's like, I have not played a traditional Zelda in years and years. Right. Like 
Breath of the Wild is I love it, right? But it's not this. It's not yeah. the Zelda formula. And sometimes you just want that Zelda formula, you know? Yeah, I, I think Skyward Sword is probably my least favorite 3D Zelda. I'm hesitant to use the word worst, but like Dark Souls 2 is my least favorite Dark Souls game. And yeah, it's still, like, still like better than most games. Yeah, it's still quite good. I, I don't regret playing it. It's just, it's really hard to revisit Skyward Sword, I think. Yeah, and like, I, I know I mentioned, you know, when we did our Mario episode, I do want to do a Zelda ranking episode uh, at some point this year, maybe. And I think it'll be fun, especially because now I've gotten experience with Zelda games that I hadn't had before, especially like A Link to the Past and now a Skyward Sword. And I do plan on finishing Skyward Sword, by the way, uh, as well as A Link to the Past. God, but, I have so uh, many games to go back and... I, I haven't finished A Link to the Past or played any of the Game Boy Zeldas or the Game Boy Advance Minish Cap one. Yeah. yeah I there's some... Back. I think, yeah, there's definitely some homework that needs to be done before we can do that episode, but... But um, regarding Skyward Sword, yeah, like, I I do remember there was a lot of complaining when it came out on that, like, it's not an open world like Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess, and it's just, like, those three areas, and, like, there was a lot of blowback on that it, it really does feel like like you enter a level select almost because i just zone out the entire time i'm it, in the sky yeah so like it's not it ha- isn't bothering me yet honestly like i enjoyed the almost like metroidvania-esque feel of going back to areas i've been to with equipment that i have that can open up new avenues and stuff like that like i'm enjoying it now i don't know if that'll wear thin because like i'm i assume i'm not I, maybe at the halfway point of the game, I don't know. You're just short of halfway. I think. Yeah, like so, like it's, a, it's like the longest Zelda game before. Yeah, Wild. and by the way, I like I'm I'm over 15 hours in, so yeah. that's yeah. But uh, yeah, like it, that's not really bothering me. Like I think three areas are all really nice. I think I they have they look pretty and they have their own distinct flair. And obviously, the highlight of every Zelda game to me, the music. I love the music so much. And this game is no different. I think it has great music. Especially the the track that sticks out to me the most is the music that plays in the bazaar. I love that track so much. It's a good song, yeah. And I love the thing that games do, especially, you know, Zelda games. Like, where, like, in the bazaar, when you approach different people, like the blacksmith, the, the song, you know, it's the same song, same melody, but the instrumentation and, like, you know the tone of the song sort of changes depending on who you're standing next to. So there's a lot more like percussion and like, you know, it's a lot more rhythmic when you're near the blacksmith. And then like when you go near like the storage girl, there's like woodwinds playing, but it's the same. Like I love, love, love when games do that. And yeah, this game, this game does that quite a bit. Like I've noticed very, uh, Banjo-Kazooie soundtrack-esque. If they don't bring Kikui's back in Breath of the Wild 2, I'm going to riot. Oh yeah, Keek. yeah. Those things. I couldn't decide if they were cute or annoying. Honestly, they can be both. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Like I, I'm so enjoying it, man. Like, like I said, it's been so long since I've had the Zelda experience, and and this is just like it feels like coming home. And it's it's great because like I haven't really like after I did that first dungeon, it was all new ground for me, and and I'm loving it. Yeah, but, you I, know, I and, that and, and great. A lot shorter now too. No, and, you can and, skip all the text and stuff. Yeah, you can skip all the text. And by the way, 60 FPS, very nice. Feels feels yeah. very smooth. Yeah, it's 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 great. I don't think, you know, like, even at this point, right, like, even though I'm loving it, like, I would 
probably put it below Wind Waker, Ocarina, and Twilight Princess, even now. Uh, but you know, like like you said, Dark Souls Two is the worst Dark Souls game. Like, like I'm yeah, sure, even if this is the my least favorite 3D Zelda, it's still an experience I very much enjoy. It sits, and this is gonna sound terrible, but it sits like right below Ocarina of Time for me. I think which Ocarina of Time is being the second lowest for me because I just think. Other than this one, they got better every single time. And I would have to play the remake because, like, my grievances with the original were largely, like, Fee won't shut up. They made that better. Yeah, they made that a lot better. And I remember that in the brief time I spent with the Wii version. Like, Fee is basically just gone until you, unless you call on her, which is great. <laughs> I, I actually did. So I didn't really want to play this game the way that I did. But I actually, when I originally played... uh. Skyward Sword, I played through it all in, an, in a single weekend because I was infuriated by the fact that it would, it, it, there was like, I don't know if it was a bug or if it was an, inten- an intentional thing, but for the first time you, like, every time you played the game, it would reset what items you had picked up before and it would give you the full description. And this game has a lot of unique items. Yeah, they got rid of that too. They got rid of that. Oh. But I remember being so frustrated that I just refused to turn the Wii off. Dude, like, yeah, I couldn't like, I couldn't imagine. Like that would have been played through the miserable. entire 30-hour game in one sitting. <laughs> like Yeah, this is definitely the definitive Skyward yeah. Sword. Like this is if you've never played Skyward Sword, consider yourself lucky because you can now play this, right? Yeah, dude, that final know. boss is really fun too. I mean Twilight didn't Twilight Princess have the same problem with No. Because I feel it might have had it with rupees. I don't. I don't. I think Twilight Princess had it with specifically rupees. Yeah, like that. It was a lot less egregious. Because like you can't you can't like walk through a field at all without picking up like five or six items in Skyward Sword. It's a lot. There are a lot of items. Yeah, and I I think one final point just uh, for Skyward Sword. The art style, right? Like, I, I like the art style a lot, but I think it works better in some areas than other areas, right? Like, I think the characters in this art style are fantastic. I think maybe the best Zelda characters have ever looked, aside from Breath of the Wild, maybe. Yeah. Like, I really like the painter, like, the painterly style of the characters in this game. But that same painterly style doesn't work as well for the environments, I feel like. The environments See, I actually, could look I think good. That- but don't look as good as... Sorry. The increase in resolution hurt it, I think, a little bit there. Because, like, the environments had a very cool, like, your screen would turn blurry and the environments would kind of get painterly in the background and stuff. Yeah. And I actually think upscaling that to 1080p, that effect (coughs) is a lot more jarring. Yeah, so the environment... Yeah, like, I remember that, like, the environments had that painterly effect in the Wii version, but now... Uh, 1080p environments, right? It like basically just looks like HD GameCube graphics now, right? Yeah, Whereas, and that's fine, right? It looks fine. It just think it could look better, but the characters, also, characters I, look fantastic. Yeah, I I really do think that they 100% just improve. Like Breath of the Wild is 100% just an improvement on that art style. Yes, yeah, but I think so. Sky, in a lot of ways, Skyward Sword had to walk so that Breath of the Wild could run. Yeah, that's a, you know, like, I'm definitely, I, I can appreciate the influences this game have on ha, has had on Breath of the Wild now that I've played, like, 15 plus hours of it. Yeah, you know, like, I honestly totally forgot the stamina gauge was a thing in this game before I yeah, played it it's again. Actually, it's it's a kind of annoying. annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it really implemented well in Breath of the Wild, though. Yeah, 
it, it never really did anything fun. And like I, I was like, oh my god, this game also has like a glider. But then I was highly disappointed when I realized you yeah. can just go straight down. It's like the sailcloth is the most disappointing <laughs> item yeah. in any Zelda game ever. It's, it's so like, bad. Even Wind Waker had a glider. It had the yeah. Deco Leaf, right? Like yeah, and the Deco Leaf was super fun. Like yeah, like the sailcloth like, is terrible. Okay, so you can just help me fall slightly slower and not move at all. Yeah, it's not even an item. Like, it's just, like, a transition. Like, you don't even have to use it after that. It it automatically pops it up. Yeah, it's so stupid. I always just let him faceplant. I thought it was funnier, because the islands, the the smaller islands, you can just faceplant, and there's no options for it. Just from where I am right now, maybe you said a little under the halfway point, like, if they had just, like, you know, maybe improved the sky stuff and, like, the flying... Like, this would have been, like, a top-tier Zelda, I think, but... Well, you, you yeah. haven't gotten to any of the bad parts yet, either, which is, like... Okay, well... So, you, you so you're at the part that. where you revisit the grass area, right? Yes. Like, yeah, you revisit every area three times. Three times? It's a lot. It's egregious, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, so... Okay, a, okay yeah. so don't spoil anything for me, but, like, my impression was... Okay, like I'm going to revisit each area once and then like open up that portal and then go to Zelda and it'll be like a new world kind of like Link to the Past. No. That's what I thought would happen. But Sorry. don't tell me what actually happens, yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, have you fought have you fought um what's it called? The big black thing. Um yeah. Prison. yeah. How, how many how many times have you had to fight it? Oh, no, I don't like that question. <laughs> I just won. <laughs> It comes up a few more times, at least two more times, I think, maybe okay. more than that. Yeah, I mean, they, okay, so it mentioned, like, the old lady mentioned, like, okay, you don't have long. I was like, okay, hopefully this isn't, like, a time-based thing that I'll have to return to, because that would it's be not, very annoying. It's not time-based, you just have to do it a billion times, it's really, and it yeah. gets less fun each time. I mean, it wasn't, yeah, like, it I can, I can, I'm over it after once, right? Like, I don't want to do that again. Cause like, it was fine for the, for the first time, but it's just like, all right, hit his toes like three times. And like, that's it. The final time you fight him has one cool moment, one very cool moment, but that's it. The rest of it is just absolutely. Okay. Well, so you've kind of informed me now that I'm about to get into the tedious parts of this game, which sucks, but yeah, no, the game's about 10 hours longer than it should be. Uh, Okay they're about but like the final the final okay i said you revisit three times i meant to say you visit them three times and like okay the last time you visit each area is kind of a victory lap if i remember right but it's yeah i mean at least where i am right now i'm very much enjoying it so and i and i do intend to see it through Uh, yeah you should because the final boss is very cool and yeah i don't know i imagine i mean like okay again no spoilers but i i have to imagine like Ganon has to play into this somehow, right? Like he's part of the origin of Zelda as much as Link and Zelda. So I um let's we'll answer that. Yeah. Okay, that's that's it for me. I've talked too long. What about I haven't you? I've played any games. Uh, all I've played is a little bit of Apex. So wow, how lame! I've been busy. I uh had a wedding uh, this last weekend. That's it. That's exciting. Actually, surely I played something because we didn't record last week. One second, Let me look at my Steam library. <laughs> Oh, I played the new season of Fall Guys a little bit. Okay. Um, I like it. I didn't play it long enough to have a strong opinion. Still mad that you can't show your Steam name. That is their insane. fix. For, their fix for it is very annoying. They they like added other names 
to the game, but you can't customize it at all. Uh, it has cross-platform matchmaking now, but I don't think you can have cross-platform parties, so what's the point? But other than that, I think the new games are really fun. If it had cross-platform parties, I had enough fun playing it the other night, I would invite you guys to play some. But uh, Yeah, that would have been... Yeah, I think cross-platform is like a a must for fall they've got to put that in like that it, it has matchmaking like i was playing with playstation players and the cheaters are gone i didn't see a single cheater yeah, that, are you sure you just didn't see it because i feel like that's too it, weird. i might not have seen it let me yeah let me. that's too weird if there's like matchmaking but not like you can't party up players on both platforms can matchmake across all game modes blah 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 the only thing that's still not possible across platform parties as a jesus christ okay yeah well, I'm sure that's coming. Surely that has to be coming. They use the word yet in the patch notes, but it's been a year since that game. For the names. As, yeah. It's been like a year since you, the names were an issue and that hasn't really... No, been. but I, I I, mean, if you guys haven't played it in a long time, the new games are pretty fun. Like, the, they actually, like, I don't know, the first season that they... There was season two or whatever, they didn't add enough games and all, and, like, the little bit of flavor that was there was not enough, but there's, like, enough... There's a lot of flavor to that game now because every season's had a different theme and there's five of them now. There's a lot to play now. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i very excited that Fall Guys kept the tactic of just adding more and more and more. And now, like, each, like, full round of Fall Guys, like, series of games is, like, probably never going to be the same twice, right? Like, you, there's such a variety in the pool of games that, like, is it's just going to be a fresh thing each time you play it, which is cool. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I only played like three rounds. I, uh... Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Game Talk. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you find your podcasts. We'll be there. Click the link in the description of this podcast to join our Discord and talk to us there. Thank you, Connor and Mike. Yeah, guys. See you next week. See you next week. Well, not next week, the week after. Yeah, Yeah, sometime. See you sometime. (laughs) God, Mike, you you owe us money now that we've docked your wages. Uh, That's how that works. Wait, when did my wages get docked? Connor Doctor, what are you relate today? God. <laughs> what is this, Amazon? I was five minutes late. The worst oh, of Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, this is the worst of Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Hey, at least we let you pee when you want to pee. That's that's something. That's a lie. I'm held here. I'm held hostage for all. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> I've, I've muted hours. my mic. I've waited for you to start talking about something and muted my mic and gone to pee before it. <laughs>